Hey there, you're listening to Starting the Conversation, the podcast which is all about communicating the real-life narrative of being an entrepreneurial woman. I'm your host, Alice Burnham, and if you're ready to be inspired and fall one step closer to your dream career, then keep on listening. Welcome to episode number four of the podcast, where I'm going to be talking about five things I wish I knew before becoming self-employed. If we haven't met before, my name is Alice. I'm a UK-based digital marketing consultant, which sounds fancy, but basically means that my job is to teach companies how they can use social media and digital marketing to grow their businesses. To know a bit more about the real life me, I love my doggo, I love ice cream, I love traveling, and I love chatting about the real life of what I do. And that's where today's podcast episode comes in. So if you're interested in a bit more of the behind the scenes of what it looks like to run a business and be self-employed, keep on listening. You see, when I first started my business, I totally expected the dream. I thought that I would be rolling out of bed with a spring in my step, walking down to my beautiful in-house office with all this natural light in it, sipping smoothies, having amazing lunches, hanging out in coffee shops to do my work, and basically living my best life. But the reality was far from that, let me tell you. (laughs) I totally believe that Instagram makes everything in life look dreamy. Whether it's other people's jobs, families, homes, holidays, social lives, you name it, social media makes it look perfect. And today's episode is hopefully going to uncover more of the real life of what it looks like to be self-employed. And I guess you could say today's episode is about taking the filter off. So let me start with a bit of insight into my story into business. Uh, I took on the title of self-employed age 17 and was full-time running my business from the get-go. Being so young, so naive and In honesty, very inexperienced, I very quickly realized that if my business and I were gonna survive, I would have to go through a steep learning curve. And that is probably the theme of this whole episode today. This, all five of these points, these are all steep learning curves. Because in true Alice style, I jumped into my new business venture with no consideration as to what the transition was gonna look like. I did not even think twice. And in honesty, part of me wishes that I was a little better prepared for the change. If you're listening and you're considering taking the leap into becoming self-employed, please keep listening. Please learn from my mistakes and better prepare yourself for the transition. Uh, Being self-employed is an incredible thing. I totally would not change it for the world and I love it. But it's so true and so right to acknowledge that this lifestyle and this way of working is a world away from the Monday to Friday 9 to 5. So I beg you, do your future self a favor and keep on listening. The first thing I wanna talk about, which I wish I'd known before becoming self-employed is that you have to be your own everything. And I know that sounds really odd and probably doesn't make any sense to you, but let me break it down for you. You see, when you're working in an office environment, you're surrounded by people, whether that's colleagues, managers, supervisors, maybe you have employees, there are people always around. They're just down the corridor and they're available to chat with. And I think often we turn to those people for things like support, encouragement, guidance, inspiration, energy, like whatever you need, those people are always available to give it to you. And when you work for yourself, generally when people start off, they don't have a team and it's pretty common to be starting out on your own. 
So I very quickly learned when I was on my own that I was going to have to seek out those things, that they weren't readily available to me in the form of colleagues or managers or other people. If I need support or encouragement or motivation or criticism about my work, that's something that I have to actively seek out. And if that isn't something that comes naturally to you, let me encourage you to put systems in place which allow you to do that. Let me talk about it more from my perspective, because for me, I don't hugely struggle with motivating myself or finding inspiration. That's something that comes quite naturally for me. So I don't hugely miss that element of having colleagues to bounce ideas off of or people to kind of give me ideas or motivation. But let me be honest that something I am awful at is taking an intentional step back and looking at my work from another angle. So I really miss that role of a manager where they look at what you're doing and review your work and give you kind of different opinions on that. So in order to combat no longer having a manager and someone to review what I'm doing, I have systems in place to ensure that I'm regularly reviewing my work. I ask myself, can it be done better? Can my systems be more effective? Could I do this in a different way? And I recognize that in my weakness, I've got to ensure to take initiative to seek out that thing. And it's important to recognize that you don't have to find that all in yourself. I know I said um, you are your own everything, but what I more mean by that is that you are responsible for finding all those things. And don't be afraid to seek it out in other people. I think community is so important when you're self-employed. If you really miss the community and support of your colleagues, join a group for people who are in the same position as you. There are so many incredible Facebook groups of people who are self-employed and run their own businesses in different sectors. So have a little search on Facebook, find one that's right for you and get connected with people who are in the same boat as you. Or maybe if you're no good at long-term strategy and you need someone to implement systems into your business and things that can kind of bring more efficiency to what you do, maybe you should look at hiring a business coach to walk you through those things. Don't be afraid to seek out those things in other people. You don't need to seek all that stuff in yourself. But I'll just acknowledge that a total learning curve for me was learning that I needed to still find those things. Because let me tell you, if you don't actively seek out all the things that you no longer have in terms of people, you are very quickly going to feel isolated and burnt out. Because when you are working by yourself and for yourself, nine to five, Monday to Friday, you are going to just go a little bit crazy. I think we've all been there. We've all had those weeks where we haven't spoken to someone all week and we feel a little bit like a hermit. So seek out community and find those things either in yourself or in other people. The second thing I wish I'd known before becoming self-employed is that you will not be doing your work all the time. And I'll break that down for you because let me tell you, this one wasn't necessarily a shock, but it just kind of made me a bit sad. Because in my little 17 year old head, because I was launching a digital marketing business, I would be spending all my time doing digital marketing, right? But in reality, it is just not like that. Being a one girl band means that everything involved in the running of my business is done by me. Whether that's editing podcasts, updating my website, closing deals with clients, uh, chasing invoices, writing emails, if it needs to get done in business, it's done by me. And this is something that Kat touched on in episode number one. So go and check that out because it was interesting to hear it from her perspective. But probably in reality, if I'm really honest, I spend three days a week doing faff, 
and that faff is purposeful faff, which is needed to run my business. And the remaining two days a week are probably spent doing what I really enjoy and I'm really good at, which is educating people and using social media. Um, and I think it's so important to be con- continually working on that ratio. Probably when I first started in my business, it was so much as kind of four days to one. I was spending four days doing all that admin-based stuff, doing all the things that would keep my business running, finding the new clients, nurturing those leads, all that kind of stuff. And I'm really content that I've kind of shifted it in a way that that ratio is a little bit healthier. And I'll just be real that my long-term goal is to be so efficient and outsource the other roles in my business in a way that I am doing five days a week, nine to five, what I'm best at and what I love. Because I think we're most effective in business when we're doing the things that are our strengths. If your strength is photography and you are a wedding photographer and you really struggle with admin and organization and finances, like why not look at outsourcing that to an accountant? Why not looking at getting a virtual assistant? I think often we like to hold on to money in our business and think, oh no, I need to hold on to my my profits. I shouldn't spend that. But hey, if you invest that money into having a virtual assistant and that frees you up one day a week, that's one more day that you can be that can be spent taking photos and one more day that you can be making money off of. So that will probably be my thing that I wish someone would warn me about is that you will not be doing whatever your passion is, whatever your kind of thing that made you want to start your business is, that will not be what you're doing all the time. But pursue doing that all the time because it's a great place to get to in your business. Uh, And the third thing I want to talk about is that people will not always understand what you do. And this is something I have to continually remind myself of. And if I take myself back to when I first began working for myself, I will admit that I was the first to correct people who misunderstood my job or my lifestyle or had an opinion about being self-employed, which I didn't think was true. And I so clearly remember when I revisited my old workplace where I had been working a nine to five, my colleagues totally mocked how easily easy my life was now that I was self-employed. Um, and although I am so not confrontational in any way, it really hit a nerve with me and everything in me wanted to tell them how wrong they were and how hard they worked and how much I did that they didn't even see. Um, But in my 18 months of running a business and working for myself, I've just had to learn to let people's misconceptions about my job or my lifestyle or the way that I work go over my head. There really is no point getting caught up over misjudged opinions or spending 20 minutes trying to explain what you do to someone that it doesn't matter to. Um, I think you could probably still ask the majority of my friends what I do as a job and I'm not sure they could tell you. And probably on top of that, I don't think you probably my mum could tell you what I do as a job but I don't think many of my family or friends could accurately tell you what my job is and I am so okay with that because in my opinion as long as my clients understand what I do I'm all good like that's what matters to me and my business and it's so easy to get riled up when people tell you how great you have at being self-employed and you realize that they just don't see how much goes in behind the scenes and how much there is that they don't see and that's fine. Um, and within that, I've also learned to give people grace because if you consider it, particularly if you're in a digital career, it is so new. I mean, if you consider that in the past few years, the growth in self-employment has been 1.5 million people which means that it's a really quick growing and new concept to a lot of people, particularly older generations. And often what we see as people being rude or um, misjudging what we do is just 
them not understanding. It's just them not having any experience of meeting someone who does that as a job. And if you even consider a job like a virtual assistant, like that is an incredibly modern and current role that hasn't existed for many years. And if you do that and every time someone doesn't quite get what you do or thinks it's not a real job or thinks that you just use calendars for a living, I don't know, just take a moment, bite your tongue and assure yourself that everything is okay. Because I know I've wasted so much time and so much breath trying to prove to people that my job is a real job when in reality it's not changed their life, it's not changed mine and I think I just wasted both of our times, <laughs> if that makes sense to you. So I hope that one kind of helps you feel a bit better, even if you're currently self-employed and you're struggling with that, if people um, around you are still asking you like, when are you going to get a real job or don't you need to have employees to have a proper business or don't you need to own an office or a building to have a proper business, take a moment back, assure yourself what you do is worthy what your job is, is a legit job. I mean, if you're making money, it's a job. So just assure yourself of that and yeah, bite your tongue when that moment comes up. And the next thing that I wish I'd known, and this is something that I don't think I even really properly implemented in my business. I knew it from the start, but I didn't actually take it and grasp it. And that's that it's okay not to work eight hours a day, Monday to Friday, nine to five. Because let's be real here, an incredible benefit of being self-employed and running your own business is flexibility. That's probably the main reason why I absolutely love it and why I'm in a position where I think I don't know if I could go back to being in full-time employment for someone else because to me the idea of getting up early in the morning to commute, to go and sit at a desk, to work for someone else, to be told when to leave and when to turn up, like I just don't think I could do that. And particularly because my business is a digital one, it's so true that I can work from anywhere at any time. As long as I've got Wi-Fi, like I'm good to go. But I always had to ask myself a few months ago, what's the point in having that flexibility if I'm not using it? I was in a place where I could be working from anywhere at any time, but I was still sat at a desk Monday to Friday, nine to five, and my lifestyle was so similar to the one that I had just walked out of. And I think when I look back at that and when I reviewed it, I did it because working flexibly made me feel guilty, just to be real. Seeing the rest of my family leave the house to go for work at 8am, 9am, seeing my friends working Monday to Friday and being really excited when they could book holidays off, whilst I was still sat in bed at 9am on Instagram, like that made me feel awful. And that made me feel like I was lazy or taking my job for granted. I think that's what led me to still be working in that nine to five routine. But 18 months down the line, I've totally learned about what it looks like to use that flexibility to its best use. I totally now cherish my working hours and choosing a working schedule which works for me. If you're listening to this and your business thrives when you're working five hour days, or everything keeps running if you're only working three days a week and you're happy with that, like, go for it. Don't let the norms of how everyone else works make you feel pressure to not pursue what works best for you. If your business works well on 
working three hours at the crack of dawn and three hours late at night, like you do that. Just because everyone else is working nine to five does not mean that you have to. And it's part of that kind of freelancer guilt. So take yourself out of that and just allow yourself that flexibility that works best for you. And this is something that I think I'm going to talk about in another episode, because recently I have discovered the schedule that works best for me. And it's been so freeing and so incredible to understand that. So if I put this in perspective, it's currently 12pm or 12 midday. I never know if it's pm or am, if it's in the middle of the day. It's 12 o'clock. I woke up at 7, naturally. Uh, I began work at 10. I know, I just hung about all morning. I watched friends in bed. I had a smoothie. I cuddled my dog. I sat on Instagram. It was lovely. I began work at 10. I'm going to be working for the next hour until 1pm. Uh, between 1pm and 3pm, I don't work. <laughs> and let me tell you why I do that. And I'll talk more about this in another episode. But that's because between 1pm and 3pm, I turn into a potato. Like, I am not kidding with you right now. I, as soon as I've had a bit of lunch, and walked my dog at lunchtime. I am a sack of potatoes. I get nothing done. It takes me 20 minutes to write an email. It takes me the whole day to re- record a uh, podcast because I'm just like faffing and messing up my words and whatever. So I discovered that I work best when I work 10 till 1 and then I work 3 till 6. And that's not just best for my business because it's when I'm most productive, but it's also best for me. Because I got to this place where I realised I was working like 9am to 5pm and by the time I finished work it was dark outside and I had no time in the day to enjoy the sunshine or enjoy being outside or enjoy doing things that I actually enjoyed. So I would assure you now if you're listening and you're either considering becoming self-employed or you already are, look at your working schedule. Ask yourself the question, am I using the flexibility that I get from working for myself to my best benefit? Am I choosing working hours which are best for me? Am I choosing working hours which make me happiest? Like, hey, maybe it's not your most productive few hours, but maybe you really love to have a lay-in. Like, you have your lay-in if you want to have a lay-in, you know what I mean? So that would be my kind of next thing that I wish I'd known, because it's taken me over a year to figure that one out and to um, kind of value the importance of it, I guess. So the final thing I wish I'd known before becoming self-employed, and this is something that I continually have to remind myself about, which is that time is your biggest commodity and you need to protect it. Oh my goodness, do I need to remind myself of this pretty much daily. Let me tell you something, if you're listening, it's probably the reason why I left this till last is because if any friends or family are listening to this, they're probably going to feel right now like I'm like indirectly atting them or like shading them. And I'm not in any way. I'm just being honest about what it looks like to be self-employed because I work from home. I can pretty much work anytime, anywhere, which I've mentioned. So when people ask if I'm available, whether that's to hang out with them, to do them a favor, to do some activity, my answer of am I free is generally yes. Whether it's picking someone up from the airport, going for a walk, heading to Ikea, which is a personal favourite, or just helping someone out, I find it so hard to say no. Because being flexible makes you generally instantly available to people. And I think the more that people know that you're available all the time, the worse this gets, which I probably made the mistake of doing that. I think When I first became self-employed, I was all over Instagram stories, playing like Fifth Harmony work from home, wanting to hang out with friends in the day. 
But what I very quickly realised is that it's all fun and games hanging out with your friends all day, but your to-do list isn't going to get any shorter and you might get to the end of the week and realise you have not done any work. (laughs) You see, as much as I adore spontaneous trips and sacking off work for ice cream, it's so important to protect your work and your time. And this is something that I still have to remind myself of. And I have to recognise and continually consider the fact that everything I do and every decision I have about my time has a knock-on effect. If I take the afternoon off to binge watch Netflix or spontaneously take a trip to Belgium, which is a real life story, the work that I've missed in that time still has to get done. So unless I want to be working through the night or emailing on the go, I've got to protect that time and consider how I'm using it. Now, don't get me wrong. Friends listening might be thinking, well, I don't think that's true because if we ask to go to Ikea, you still go on a Wednesday afternoon, which is so true. Like, I am not going to turn down Ikea. But before I respond with suddenly thinking, yes, I'm free, let's do it, I carefully consider the impact it will have on my business. And here is my kind of key line here. If you could take one thing from this point, it would be this. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Just because you are available doesn't mean it's the right decision. So always ask yourself, although you're free to do this thing, is it right for your business? Do you actually have the time? When are you going to catch up on this work that you've missed? And if you're content with the answers to that, you think, yeah, that's fine. Go for it. Take the afternoon off. Go watch Friends on Netflix. Go eat some ice cream, whatever that looks like. Um, So yeah, that's the final one. All done. So I want to thank you for listening today. Um, It's been nice to talk a bit more about kind of real life and what it actually looks like to be self-employed and uncover a bit more, not necessarily of the negatives, but definitely the challenges and the things that we don't always talk about and the things that aren't necessarily super Instagrammable because they're not fun or they're not cute. But I think it's the things that are so important to feel educated on because if we're not talking about these things, people are just gonna keep on making the same mistakes. If I had digested something like this episode when I first became self-employed, I wonder what impact it would have on my business. Would I be way further than I am today? Because I wouldn't have spent all that time faffing, learning all these things, making mistakes and having to learn from them. I don't know. And I'm not in any way saying I regret anything. I don't totally believe in having regrets, but I totally believe in learning from other people's mistakes and carefully considering how you can prepare yourself for different transitions in life. Um, So I hope you've enjoyed today's episode, whether you found it challenging or interesting or insightful, or whether you're just a bit nosy into my life and I found it interesting to learn more about what it actually looks like to work from home and work for yourself. I hope it served you and your business well. And yeah, been a good episode for you. As always, let me know what kind of content you would like to see next. I have pre-recorded some incredible episodes which are coming your way in the next few Tuesdays. Stuff like five reasons your emails are going into spam inboxes, five things I recommend for productivity when working from home, um, five ways your blog can be SEO ready, all that kind of good stuff. So let me know what you would like to hear. Connect with me on Instagram. I would love to hear back from you. And as always, thank you for listening and I will connect with you again soon. Bye.